It's time to lock in with You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Jason Lockanfora, awesome as always. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider, will join us in just a couple moments. We will get to Super Bowl MVP coming up next hour on the show. We're going to give you all our bets, and it's going to take it's going to take a long time because there are a lot of them. Please bet responsibly. Uh, we will because we're going to have a lot of stuff going on for today's game, both like novelty props, uh, non-yardage, non-anytime touchdowns. We'll give you those as well. Best bets for the side, best bets for the total. Um, I thought what was interesting, Ken, about the JLC interview, and we had a yeah. ton of guests on last w- this past week from Radio Row, and even the week before, in between, you know, uh, Championship Sunday and and everyone flying out to Las Vegas, we've had a lot of guests on, and our guests have had thoughts on the game, right? I like Kansas City or I like San Francisco. It feels like no one has really had tremendous, tremendous conviction, save maybe like a, like a handful of guests that we've had a lot of them on. JLC was really strong. Like he like loves Kansas City in this game today. And not just uh, not just that he has a strong opinion on who wins. Like we we heard the uh, we heard like the the better coach, better quarterback, better. He he had like ten more betters. Like, well, the special teams coordinator is the best one, and the Niners special teams isn't as good. Uh, Butker is obviously, like, more accomplished than Jake Moody for the Niners, which leads into maybe something we could talk about in a second. So, like, I, I had stuff that I came up with that I thought was interesting yesterday on the plane that I hadn't thought about before. It's stuff that I read that was interesting. But Jason was, like, the best thing that he that he had there by far, which is just, this is, like, what can you get from that interview that you can't get anywhere else? Like Jason's obviously located in the Baltimore area, the conversations and connections between the Ravens and the chiefs in terms of how to handle Brock Purdy and how to defend the Niners. Like, I love that kind of stuff, that background reporting, those it's, those are always that story. So good. That's a story you're going to hear like after the game in like the America's game episode from the Super Bowl, And you're going to be like, Oh man, like I wish I knew that going into the game. That's like so interesting. Like that's one of those things you'd have like, Somebody on camera, like Mahomes being like, oh, yeah, like we talked to the Ravens and they told us everything about Brock Purdy. <laughs> You'd be like, and you know it now. Like, that's really interesting. Uh, what do you, you said you had something interesting on, on Butker versus Moody and kind of like the kicking game in the Super Bowl. Well, I just think there's like, there's two, like not mysteries or just two like really, really, really interesting things in this game that I hadn't really talked about all week. And one of them is just these like, and we, we've danced around it. Like this isn't like a totally new topic, but these insanely high leverage win probability added situations that are going to come up with Kyle Shanahan and Jake Moody are going to be like really, really, really interesting. Cause like you have a pairing together here of a coach that does not like to go forward on fourth down and likes to kick field goals and a kicker that's missed three field goals and an extra point already in the postseason in a game where like possessions obviously have to be maximized. And I mean, it's literally for a coach that, I know you you kind of like to argue like a coach that's awesome at so many things, but kind of tends to get it wrong in these spots. I Just mean, there's too a lot of conservative. Sure. I think he errs way too much on like the which conservative for you is wrong. His decision making, right? Which for you is like the wrong way to approach the game. Well, I, 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 I appreciate you saying it like right. that. I I I I just think I'm right, but I I think it can be open <laughs> right. interpretation. Also, I, I think that I'm yeah. correct. It's almost like you would rather you would rather have Moody be the Chiefs kicker for like fairness because Reed and Mahomes could just go for it on fourth and one, fourth and two a lot. Whereas like Shanahan, you would want you want him to have Robbie Gold, honestly. You'd want him to have like one of the better kickers in postseason play. Obviously, that was their kicker the last time they went to the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, just like in these fourth and ones, fourth and twos, is it same Kyle Shanahan or like is it Hey, like my kicker can't do anything in this postseason. Do I really still want to do this again? 
when I have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and I can run him behind Trent Williams. Like, really? I'm going to, like, here's Jake Moody from 49 on fourth and one. That's really, so I just, and the obviously, like, the make miss in that spot, like, make miss and, like, go for it, don't go for it. Like, these, it's the Super Bowl is going to be the most highly scrutinized decisions for a coach that's used to being really, really highly scrutinized in these situations. And he's kind of, he's got kind of a lemon of a kicker right now, like a guy who can't really do a lot in the postseason. Just like that, that really hit me. Like, although we've kind of danced around it already, just like, is that literally going to decide the game? Like, the two times where it's like, what do you do in those situations? So, I have a couple other things I think are interesting, but just like, even that one, like, it, is Shanahan going to still be the same guy? And if he is like, look who he's sending out there. And maybe that's unfair to Jake Moody, but like you do what you do in the postseason. I don't think it's that unfair. I think it's really interesting and something that could have a butterfly effect, a ripple effect on the rest of the game. It's hard to imagine a guy that's almost ascended to the top of the mountain a couple times here in Kyle Shanahan, just like completely changing his approach in what's right. now again, like the biggest game of his career. Like I, I, I think he's going to be the same. Like that's, just think about it from a human perspective. Like if it's you, the person listening or watching the show right now, if it's you and you've done things a certain way your entire career and have failed a couple times in the biggest spot, but you keep getting there, are you really going to do something different when you get there like the next time? I don't know, man. I kind of think he's going to do the same exact thing. I'm willing right. to be wrong. I think he's sending Moody out there for these kicks. And to be fair, we talked about this on Friday. You know, one of the reasons why the Niners liked Moody coming out of Michigan, you know, going to halftime of the uh, the playoff semifinal last year against TCU, which, which Michigan would lose. Moody banged home a 59-yard field goal as the half expired, so he's got a big leg. He's made big kicks before, albeit at the college level. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Shanahan's doing the same old thing. Rack, re-rack it, send it back out there. It's just, it's really crazy because it's like, I mean, there are a lot of things that'll obviously end up deciding the game, like pl play in the trenches, offensive, defensive lines. That's like where you start, obviously. Who wins the line of scrimmage, turnovers. But man, just like that relationship the incredibly conservative coach and the very shaky kicker in what's and you get, listen to JLC's final score predictions there right he didn't he didn't give you a final score he gave you seven of them and none of them were more than three points difference between <laughs> between the two teams I think that goes with a lot of our expectations that compared to even other Super Bowls maybe we expect a close game tough to see a, a blowout I, I know you know Mahomes has gotten blown out in the Super Bowl before that was Tom Brady uh, and a defensive line for Tampa against a very shaky offensive line like that's the story of that game is like when you see See the Chiefs starting offensive line when like their names, names come up on the screen on the telecast that they exist because of the Tampa Super Bowl because they went through that game with backups got moving guys from one tackle spot to another had like a backup guard kick out to right tackle and it didn't didn't work in the game they got blown out by Tampa like this was this is the solution to that. It's why they were able to beat Philadelphia last year also. So yeah, just like so much ripple effect stuff. But I just just like the idea it's like, what's the key to the game? Well, shaky kicker and the guy who really wants to send him out there. Like, oh, oh, okay. So a couple other things interesting, but I just that was one that stood out to me yesterday. And like and on the flip side of that is one of the best postseason kickers in the history of the National Football yeah. League. Everyone talks about Vinatieri. Like by the end of Harrison Butker's career, maybe we're talking about Harrison Butker in the same breath as him. And of course, playoff hero the great Lawrence Tynes of my mm. New York football giants who yes, basically never missed a big kick yeah. like his entire career uh sure. you better you bet with Nick and Ken Super Bowl Sunday edition here of countdown to kick off on the BetQL network all our best bets for the big game coming up next hour on the show all right so I love this uh Ken on the plane ride home yesterday which was multiple because yeah. Ken uh Ken has to uh can't, can't connect, direct from measly yeah. Hartford Connecticut insurance <laughs> capital of the world but we can't get direct so, yeah so while you were hanging out in Atlanta, I guess, in Atlanta, oh, at Hartsfield, in Atlanta. Right, where uh, 
for your connecting flight. What what else did you find interesting about the game that and maybe made you think differently about it than you did over the course of the uh, the thirteen days previously? Yeah, I would just I would draw a comparison between or a, a line between seventeen different things that I read about a matchup. And then a guest that we had on the show earlier this week and his analysis of that same matchup. And I think this is like incredibly interesting and it relates to the most bet prop in this game, really. And there are a lot of props that are getting bet and, and overs that are getting bet pretty aggressively because uh, the casual better is going to want to bet over is going to want to bet high scoring games, going to want to bet players to have great performances. And one of the players that they're betting to have a really good performance in this game is Travis Kelsey. And that's reflected in his yardage prop, which is like going up and, and it like seemingly has no top because um, he's just been a legendary postseason performer. And that's been true in this, uh, in this playoffs as well. And when you read about this game, through the prism of like Travis Kelsey and defending Travis Kelsey, everything that I read paints the same picture, right? Which is, yeah, he's really good. And yeah, the postseason's going really well. And yeah, all this, except the Niners have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And these are two remarkably good coverage uh, linebackers. And the Niners are not historically good, but like among the best in the league and has frequently been among the best in the league at defending the middle of the field. So you hear those two things, and this is everywhere. It's like Warner and Greenlaw as a tandem and the Niners versus throws in the middle of the field. And everyone jumps from those two things to, well, that means Travis Kelsey isn't going to have a good game in the game because Warner and Greenlaw are really good. And the Niners are really good at taking away like an area of the field that he tends to operate. Except we had Adam Chernoff on earlier this week. I think this was one of the best, like, handicaps of anything that I've heard or at least like I, I just like when someone says something that like I hadn't thought of it that way he doesn't have to be right so he likes he thinks Kelsey like can have a good game and one of the points that he made was look if you cool like all that can be true Warner and Greenlaw can be great the Niners can do a really good job defending in the middle of the field like are there situations this year where a team wanted to feed the ball aggressively to their tight end and did they have a lot of success doing it and the answer to that question is yes, and it's yes a lot. So like, yes, Warner and Greenlaw can be really good. And yes, over the balance of the season, About the two Niners weeks can be good ago, at defending this. Sam Laporta well, that's what I'm saying. Them yeah. Right. Like, like it's and it's not like, well, that was week two, right? Like if we're using the Chiefs Lions opener to argue about something Kansas City is good or bad at. Oh, well, it was, that was two like all Labor right. Day. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Not week right. two, two weeks ago. How about literally the last like I would do it, it's the last game the 49ers the played. It's on defense. Warner and Greenlaw, healthy. Laporta, 97 yards on a ton of targets and a ton of opportunity. And it's not like he's a mystery man. Like they know he's awesome. He's walking around with one leg, 97 yards. <laughs> Like I just, there's a lot of examples in the back half of the season and it's different kinds of tight ends, right? Like Kelsey's unique. He's the number one option. Whereas that's usually not the case for other teams, but it's just like Trey McBride of the Cardinals. Like the Cardinals don't have weapons. They don't have anything. They have Kyler Murray running around and Trey McBride had more than a hundred yards receiving on heavy usage against the Niners. This was in like week 14. So I, it's just really, really interesting that, kind of the consensus of like analysts, I guess, because this is even betting, the number's going up in the betting market, but it's like, oh, well, like I know Kelsey usually is really good, but like not, they're going to take him away, but they could mitigate him. Look at these players that they have, look at how well they defend some things that Kelsey does well. And I would just go like, I don't see that when I, when I do like hashtag do my own research, very dangerous. When I do that, I look and I just go, 
Where is the evidence of this? I mean, Isaiah likely, the Ravens didn't have to run, the, like they didn't have to throw the ball to the tight end at all. He had four targets, three catches, 57 yards. He did whatever he wanted. Like what? Where, where's the evidence that Kelsey's going to be stopped? Like that's actually, oh, oh, by the way, he's like the most legendary postseason tight end performer, this side of Rob Gronkowski, who maybe makes the kick of destiny today. We'll see. But like that, that part of it was really interesting too. I, I just, I love the idea that, whoa, we'll just take him out of the game. Right. Like how, like, how does that work? Well, like, do you think in the 80s, like, the Cincinnati Bengals were saying, yeah, we're just going to take Jerry Rice out of the game and John Taylor will beat us, which he did on the final play of uh, of Super Bowl of Super Bowl <laughs> 20, uh, 23. But you, you get my point. You don't just take Hall of Famers out of the game. It's not how it works. Hour one done, hour two for you. Coming up on the other side, Super Bowl MVP, all our prop bets, and best bet side in total for the Chiefs and the Niners. Next.